What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome on in. This is episode number two of the SE Scoops Pro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for being with us. We certainly appreciate it. I am managing editor at SE Scoops, Zach Haydorn, with me, podcast extraordinaire Tyler Sage. Tyler, what's up, dude? It's a big week. Yeah, it's a big week. A lot of good wrestling on television. Hopefully some good wrestling on Peacock this this weekend. Um, but yeah, very exciting. And uh, wearing my Pepsi hat, as we will talk about one chick magnet punk himself. I was wondering, too, the lore Pepsi of... Pepsi Mango our, our, hat, by the way. Pepsi yeah, Pepsi Mango. mango. I think that more describes punk in uh, 2023 than, than regular Pepsi Heavy, I guess we'll call it. Yeah, that's know, like true. Budweiser's that's true. Bud Heavy. So, um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, CM Punk... All the CMs have different, you know, there's a million different names, right? Chicago Made is the original probably, but Chick Magnet and whatever. There's lots of other things. You know, we're our new home, SE Scoops. You know, I think, you know, I don't think it has as rich of a lore, but we could start it here. SE, SE could mean different things every single week. So maybe we'll have fun, fun, fun dictation there if, uh, if Matt, if Matt's on it. We'll say anything. <laughs> I think, <laughs> yes. It's not sports it's entertainment, Scoop. That's for sure. That definitely not. It's definitely not. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, we got a lot to get to, man. And we appreciate yeah. everybody who's tuned in live and everybody who has downloaded this podcast. Um, now the SEC Scoops for Wrestling Podcast available wherever you get uh your uh, your podcast, Apple, Spotify, anywhere else. We are there, and uh, we appreciate your support. Um, if you want to get involved with the show. Um, our super chat is open right now. We would love any sort of uh, contribution that you could that you can make to help the show out and get your questions in. We will take uh, we will prioritize those questions on the show first and those comments on the show first. Um, and we would just yeah appreciate uh, appreciate all involvement. We have a plan here today, and uh, we will talk a little bit about CM Punk and what he pulled with the spray paint and the second world title uh, this past week on AW Collision. We're also um, going to preview SummerSlam, which I'm sure is a big surprise to everybody. But uh, SummerSlam, it's a it's a solid car. And so we want to, you know, we were talking off air in our pseudo production meeting that, you know, we need to make sure to give um, to give that show time because it's it, it is, I think, a well-booked card and um, – you know, some, some really good matches and some really compelling stuff on it. So we'll get to all that. We got a big night ahead of us. Um, and glad you're all here with us. Sean's in the chat right now. Sean, appreciate you, man. Good. Great to talk to you. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully you enjoyed the show. So let's start first with CM Punk. Okay. The real world champion, Tyler Sage. Punk comes out on AEW Collision. I thought he cut a pretty, you know, a pretty... CM Punk like promo. Um, he breaks open the bag. His world title belt is in his, the bag. No surprise there. He's been carrying it around for a while now. He calls himself the real world champion. Essentially, calls out MJF to spray paints a big X on the world title. And now, seemingly, we have a collision course set for another AEW World Championship. I guess pseudo unification match at some point um i'm curious just what you thought of this angle given what cm punk is doing on the show right now and and where he is with his reactions you know where he is with the booking just kind of talk about you know where you're at with 
this road that they're about to travel with him. Yeah, I mean, a lot. I mean, <laughs> I think you bypass and we can bypass this if you want, but kind of the the no, don't bypass it. Hit it up. Go him, ahead. you know, the the lines about he makes his towns and uh, what else yeah. did he say? What other lines in that that I, I think you know, I don't know if it's a character trait that he's trying to pull off here that he's leaning more heel because that's what this promo told me as a viewer that he's leaning more heel, but either that or he hates Tony Khan. Like, like in every fiber's being, he absolutely despises Tony Khan and wants to make him look like an idiot every step of the way. So it's one of the two. So hopefully for business, he is, you know, leaning into more of a heel role and that, but you know, like the making a town thing, like what was that about? Right. If it's not Ricky, Ricky, then, um, you know, he we was know what we know what that was about. Yeah, and yeah, well, of course, and MJF is who he's feuding with after that. Like, so those two guys, if it's not about that, um, <laughs> um, then you know it is what it is. So that was classic punk coming back, and you know, is what it is. But that that's how I read it as someone who, you know, just as a human who, like I said many times, um, if if you're new, obviously our new home here, then you haven't heard this, but just think of CM Punk in that promo is like the person that you don't get along with terribly well at the office sends in, you know, reply all email that makes you look bad. And you're like, dude, you could just walked over here and said something. So, you know, that's the vibe. I'm sitting right next to you. Yeah. Be like, you did not be like, Oh, I'm such a better person than you. Cause I'm not going to blow you up, but I'm going to talk mad S about you behind your back. Um, so that's like the vibe I'm getting there. So anyway, but um, the road there, you know, kind of rekindling, um, that story, you know, with him and when he left, he won the title from Cena, left, came back and unified it, and then Alberto Del Rio cashed it in, which is not ideal in hindsight, I think, from a lot no. of, sort of perspectives. So, for a you lot know, of reasons. Kind of, yeah, going back on that, but, you know, him saying he's straight edge, he's better than you, like the whole MJF thing. I like all that in theory. So, like, that part of the promo worked really well for me. It just kind yeah. of that, like, needling, un, un, getting under the skin of, specific people that doesn't really help the situation when you're feuding with Ricky and then you're feud with Max, like that doesn't help to be a malcontent, which we all know he is, but he's been fine and getting there. So it just takes me out of it. You know, it's like when you're watching a play and you know, you're watching a play or you're watching a movie and you're like, yeah, this kind of sucks. Let me see what's going on on my phone. Right. That's the vibe I get with those sort of things. But you know, if we get a pseudo unification match, him and Max at all out in Chicago, Presumably he's getting cheered. Max is getting booed. I'd love to know what Max's character is. And that is a short, you know, as of Saturday, we're four weeks away from that happening or yeah, 28 days. So like is, is MJF, you know, what's going on with him? Is he supposed to be a baby face and Punk's supposed to be a heel, but one night only we're flipping the, the character traits there. Cause we know what that crowd is going to be like in Chicago. So a lot of questions I have, but you know, if they're leaning more heel, with him and more face for MJF or just not going down. Like we talked about last week with MJF and Cole, they seem to be doing a little bit of a, Hey, this is not right down the middle and punk is not right down the middle at the moment. So I like that in theory, but you know, I am definitely worried about some signs of punk going back into his old ways that he's done at ring of honor at WWE at AEW. you know, I presumably at his camp for UFC, presumably when writing the Thor comic books for Marvel, Presumably on the set of heels, you know, just kind of where he's been every step of the way. Presumably on the last couple, I don't, I don't know that for sure. But do you? So, yeah. Here's the thing. I the the little like 
nudges at the young bucks and Kenny Omega. Like, I think like that for me, that's not doing anything for me anymore because it's like, we don't, we're not all reports indicate we're not getting a match between, between those guys. Now, if that changes my opinion on this type of content and his promos changes a little bit, but not even all that much because I don't think it, those things are what you build this program on. Like it, that can be like the underlying tension where if you know, you know, but when you're cutting a promo in the middle of the ring in front of, you know, whatever, 700,000 plus people on television, you know, you know, you, it has, there has to be more depth to your story than, Oh, we had a fight that nobody really knows about backstage a year ago. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, I just think that regardless of where you whether you put that feud on TV or not, you know, it it has to live on more than just, you know, the notoriety of 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 that brawl. So I'm a completely I agree with completely with you on that. The real world champion thing, though. It, that worked for me. Like I, that worked pretty well for me because I think CM Punk, whether he's a heel or whether he's a babyface, like he has always worked best. And this is Ring of Honor, WWE, you know, and now we're seeing it, you know, in, in AEW potentially. He works best when he is kind of like that anti-company, anti, you know, system, non-traditionalist guy. And so I think him out there with the X on the belt, calling himself the real world champion. You know, I think that plays right into what he's done best in professional wrestling. The question is, and I don't think we know yet. And I think that is okay at this point that we just don't know whether this is, you know, him staying in, in his lane as babyface, or if this is okay. The master plan here is to turn MJF babyface and make him, the ultimate face of the company, you know, he's going to dethrone the the evil CM Punk at some point, and and that's it. That works for me too. <laughs> I think. Don't you think that there's a part of CM Punk that would love nothing more than to be able to do this turn in Chicago, like to be able to say that like he turned his own, you know, faithful like against him and, and have it go down in the city of Chicago. I don't know. It, it doesn't sound feasible to me necessarily, but man, like punk's a weird guy like that. I can totally see him being like, Oh, we got to do that. It has to happen in Chicago. I got to be the heel in Chicago. I can do that. And, and uh, you know, you can still pay off that pay off the story in that way. I can see that, that, that happening too. I mean, that just seems like right up his alley. I don't know. Yeah. And like to do that, right. You have to, like who's the who's the most over babyface in the company right now? Like just off the off the top of your head, we can even do a one two three and say it out loud if you want to do that. Sure, let's do it. One two right. three two three. MJF Darby Allen. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so we're close though, right? Darby MJF and Orange Cassidy probably top three of like well MJF not faces. really, but like he is kind well, of like he's getting reactions like crazy. Um, yeah. He always kind of has what he wanted to so. Um, but like to get that heat for punk in Chicago, I'm just thinking like he has to like befriend Darby and have Darby at ringside and then like totally like, like yeah. just attack him and then beat him. You know, something's got to happen to like 
get that extra little bit of edge or like he's got to retire Sting somehow. I don't know, but like you have to do you something. Don't, you don't think you don't think Max is 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 at a point now where that act with Adam Cole gets cheered in Chicago? Yeah, but like you know, what is the move? Like, is Punk come in as the heel? If you're saying he's got to like do the full turn there, is he like does MJF like throw the ring because he's not going to use it, and then Punk picks it up and uses it? Like, is that the way to turn him super heel? Because is that is I don't that... I don't necessarily I don't mean like I don't mean go I don't mean turn heel in Chicago. I mean okay, like because it has to be like a two match thing, right? I mean, you don't have time to build. I guess we kind of are burying the lead here. Is yeah. what Sorry, match I, I said all in? Like, yeah. is it? Do you do that? Do you do Punk versus MJF on that show? I mean, that's the biggest match you can put on right now, right? Yeah, like, I mean, do so you here, do it I'm there gonna, and then you do a rematch or what? I think. I mean, it's it's you know you don't want to book yourself in this position and like. I don't love saying this, so please forgive me on the podcast in the comments here on YouTube, but oh, it seems to me. It seems to me that All In is MJF and Cole because he already promised him another rematch and they're still friends, right? And somehow, if you want Punk to go in as a heel, you could have something happen where, I don't know, he screws over one of the two of them or both of them, right? Maybe they gets DQ'd and he comes in and the whole match is DQ'd. And like Cole wins via DQ, but you don't win the title that way. So then they make it a triple threat at All Out, which I'm not happy with a triple threat, obviously. But yeah, Cole yeah, can say he's no. got to win. You have the, you know, the Miz. I think is the true real world champion. If if we're doing a full, you know, <laughs> thing. So sorry, that's been in my head as you said real world champion. So yeah, I'm um, sorry. but <laughs> sorry, um, yeah. But uh, you know, I don't hope that happens. But if not, you either have to do Cole MJF and then MJF slash maybe Cole, I guess. But MJF Punk the following week, and it feels like you got to wind, you got to put those stories together. And this is the problem with having two who chose two weekends in a row, right? You kind of have to marry a lot of stories. You have to have a lot of six-man tag matches that turn into singles matches or singles matches that turn into six-man or tag team matches. So not ideal on every front for every title. You know, you can mix like, hey, the TNT title's on the line at All Out, not All In, or vice versa. But like the world title, you got to defend it. And it feels like one's got to be a triple threat or a four-way match, and one's got to be a singles match just to make it feel different. But that's the problem with booking both these shows. Like all out should just have been like three weeks later, not exactly Labor Day weekend, in my opinion, but. Or just skip it all together and do like just all in, do one, one big show. Yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a, what, I mean, I think that's a watered down main event for either, for either show. Like, I think if you Mm -hmm. do, I think if you do, I think if you do Adam Cole versus MJF, and again, we've got four weeks to go. So, it, you know, this is it's a little premature to judge this. But if you do Adam Cole, MJF at Wembley Stadium, but you have MJF versus CM Punk, like, lined up, that to me is the match that should headline the biggest show that your company has ever had. Like, mm-hmm. that's the biggest match you can do. So, I feel like... MJF versus Cole is a big match, but not when this other elephant in the room is looming, you know, later on. And if you pre-book it and you're like, well, it's, it's, uh, you know, CM Punk's going to take on the winner of, of the main event of all in Adam Cole versus MJF. It's kind of like, eh, cause we, then it, 
it ruins the all-in event because you kind of know who's mm-hmm. going to win that one, you know? Yeah. And so I think that hurts it. So they, they do have to be careful here. But I got to say, like, I'm, I, I think it's a good thing that we're able to have this type of debate and back and forth about the different angles they can go. Um, I think it, it it's going to be messy, but they have a lot of different op- options. And I, I think, you know, the AEW world title situation has been lukewarm, you know, on pay-per-view. And, you know, they've got two stories here that can conceivably be pretty hot. Like if, 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 if these next four weeks go the right way and are, and are written the, the right way. That's a good thing about this. Yeah. I have a question for you on all of this. Sorry. Uh, all out September 2nd, right? Yep. Or September 3rd. Okay. So you're Tony Khan. Who is your world champion September 3rd, 2023? And that's the day of all out? That's the day after, right? So who wins, basically? If you're that's Tony so Khan, who- right? At the end of this, you have these three guys, basically, right? Are all the contenders to be your world champion as of September 3rd going into dynamite collision and then the road to Arthur Ashe, right. is kind of where you are. Right. So what's your personal, your booking, you get the book, you're Tony Khan. Where do, where do you, you know, who's, who's, and what, I guess you can pick their orientation as well. Are they a healer face, but where okay. are you at on this? Now that is a good question. Happen? Okay. <laughs> or so, what, so what I think should happen or what I think will happen. You're Tony Khan, right? You're you okay. are. It's freaky. Okay. It's Freaky Friday. It's free, Freaky Tuesday or Wednesday. I get to be Tony Sunday. Khan. All right. Yes, you and and then I'm talking to Tony Khan. So sorry for all the criticism over the past couple of years, Tony. I'd love to uh, interview some of your wrestlers at some point. So all right. So I got that out of the way. Since so you're Tony Khan, but yeah, what are you what are you doing? What I'm doing is on September 3rd, so the day after all. That's the day after All Out. CM Punk is my world champion. On that day as a heel and you and then mjf is on the chase that's 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 what i'm that's what i'm that's where i'm ending this this weekend at and that's why because that's like my end point or i think that's the most effective end point because it gets you if you're tony khan right like you have to like it it's easy to forget that I know CM Punk's tucked away on AEW Collision and Collision. We had uh, Michael, you know, in the chat was talking about Collision and how they're they're mm-hmm. growing. It's gaining ratings. It's, it's growing in traction. It's a new show. Um, your biggest asset that the company has from a star perspective is Punk, and he's on that show. You can't you can't let that asset just go to waste and just put over you know, Ricky Starks and the next up and comer and the next up and comer, you have to get like a run out of this guy. And I think, you know, if CM Punk is the champion as a heel and MJF is the chasing baby face, I think there's a huge match down the line. What, you know, the next all out, or if they do another stadium show, you know, the following year somewhere, whether it's Wembley stadium or otherwise, I mean, there's a big babyface pop moment out there and big business for MJF winning that title back as like the face of AEW and as a good guy. And I think, you know, it puts, it, it elevates MJF because it kind of gets him into that face of the company role and people are already cheering this guy. Like it's, it's, you know, if he turns on Adam Cole here, like, yeah, it'll be fine and they'll be able to get there, but it's just it's just more of the same. Like, you know, how many times can you do this with with MJF? If you 
put the belt on CM Punk and you make him the heel, you get your money out of CM Punk, you get your equity out of that, you put MJF in a fresh position as the face of the company, he's chasing the title, there's a big match down the road that you can that you can build to. To me, that checks a lot of boxes, you know, and so if I'm Tony Khan, like that's that's what I'm doing. How about you? I mean, it sounds pretty good to me. I think I'd give you the book. Um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want it <laughs> on that front. Don't want it big time on the on the long term storytelling of the main players in the company, right? Um, maybe that, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, no, that works well, especially the orientation. I think is so key, right? I think MJF being a baby it's face, so key. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. And Punk being a heel is the best use of both of them. And you know, it feels like we're in a bizarre world where this is much more of an issue in AEW than WWE, right? It felt like it was always the inverse, right? Like AEW could yes. do no wrong. Characters were portrayed in the right way. If the crowd reacted a certain way, then you lean into that and not like now you're, you know, whether you want to or not. And you know, it's just all the kind of, yep. menu, uh, you know, everything around it is like, do I think Punk wants to be a heel? I don't know. Does, does he want to do the right thing? I don't know, right? Does MJ, same with MJF, right? Does he just want to yep. be a heel? Does he just want to, you know, do be a villain and do all these things? So I, I think that works tremendously well. It's hard to argue that point. Um, but that's where, you know, and that's also, where it comes down to, like, that's where it comes. Sorry, I, hold on. I, I just want to just yeah. jump in. That's where it comes down to, like, Tony Khan, you know, I'm, I'm not saying be more like Vince McMahon. I'm saying that I think at some point it has to go the way you want it to go for the good of the company. And it, it can't just be, oh, Jungle Boy wants to be a heel, so let's let's do that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure John Cena would have loved to have turned baby fit or heel at some point. Right. But mm-hmm. they never did because it didn't make sense for like the business aspect of what Vince was Vince was trying to do. At some point, I think Tony Khan, you know, it, ha- it has to be from the top down. It's like, no, you're going to be a heel because or, or you're going to be a baby face because that's that's where we need you most. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's he's going to come face to face with that whether it's right now or in five years, at some point you can't, you can't bend everybody's whim. And so at mm-hmm. some point that's going to, that's going to have to come to fruition. Sorry, go ahead. For sure. No, I mean, the only other point I was going to say is like, you know, you were Tony Khan a second ago, you know, that plan that you have means that you've resigned him beyond, you know, this December 31st. Right. So uh, that's right. also key as well. Right. I, I think we've talked about this. We both agree that him coming back was like, he resigned or added oh, yeah. a year or two extended. So, you know, that all works in that timeline. Cause if not, then you have to get him, you have to keep him as a heel and have it be like, Hey, it's December 27th dynamite. We have to get the most out of this. And someone's got to beat him on this day or else he's leaving the company <laughs> with the belt. And like, then he all wins sudden, and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So There's a huge so dynamite all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah. And it would be booked, you know, on collision that there's a huge match between, you know, MJF and, whatever Jericho whoever's going to be the yeah yeah. um so that is the only point there but on your booking and it makes total sense if if he is leaving which I don't think he is then you keep him as a heel but if he's going to be there long term then yeah him as a baby face he's it's the time to turn now it's work that's the money do it yeah yeah so with both of them right so that's kind of where that is so I think that's that's all the place I have there I think we we both made your stories together pretty well there so Last topic on this, and then we're going to preview mm-hmm. SummerSlam, guys. The the Adam Cole MJF deal, you know, Cole is kind of like 
<laughs> a little bit of a lost soul in all this. You know, you have Punk come out on collision and basically drop the mic and say, nah, I'm in the main event of all in. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got this belt here. Like my, you know, yeah. and they didn't win the tag titles. You know, I mean, where does the next iteration of Cole MJF go? Are you still thinking like it, it, did you put your money on Cole versus MJF in that all in, in front of 77,000 in Wembley or, or, or no, like, can they get that? I do. I do. Um, that's where it gets tricky, right? All this is tricky, tricky. Yeah. <laughs> because like, I think it was somewhere in the comments earlier too, but like, you know, Cole came in basically as a heel from the start. You know, they turned on the Bucks, and then him and Rod, or not Roddy, him and uh, Fish and and Kyle Riley were were heels, and then they all kind of disappeared, obviously for injury. And Bobby Fish was his own thing. But um, you know, coming back as a babyface, you know, it feels odd to turn him immediately back to heel. But also, I mean, if you and we talked about this on here last week, I think. But like, as long as you don't feed into the babyface tendencies of that character and come out and get heel heat, you can be, you know, that that's where he has done the most good in his career on, you know, major wrestling, right? Is is being a heel character and having a faction and doing all that sort of stuff. He can be some sort of combination of Christian Cage and MJF and whatever, right? And maybe not as good on the mic, but as evil in doing things and manipulating people, all that sort of stuff. And you know, it's it's not ideal to go, hey, I'm come back and then two months later you're a heel. But you know, he's the third most important person of these three people we've talked about on the show. CM Punk, MJF are both way more valuable than Adam Cole is. So for that reason, yep. you have to do what's best for the other two people if you're doing black and white booking of what's important to me. And, you know, is that gonna happen? I don't know. If Cole wants to be a baby face, is Tony kind of going to force him to be a heel for the story? I don't know. So, you know, that's where the whole triple threat could happen. And then maybe it happens in that triple threat where Punk's the heel and then Cole makes the decision. I don't know. But I think Cole at the end of this. That would be a mistake, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. I mean, triple threats are always a mistake, right? Has there ever been a triple threat that was like, oh, yeah, this definitely needed to happen? <laughs> no, I no. don't think so. No. Yeah, but that's what happens when no, you book two major not. shows back to back. So, um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I just, right. you know, it's not ideal. I, you know, if you come back as a baby face, you don't want to turn heel within two months, but it's, it's working for him too. And if he turns on MJF, that solidifies MJF. So like, it, it's worth it to me. If you can make a top baby face of your company that you've really never had. I mean, has there right. ever been a super top baby face for that company? No. I mean, like punk when he first came in, Danielson when he first came in, but it was still always weird. Moxley, you know, Cole, maybe Moxley, yeah, but that's so he's such a different character, right? He's such like that, right? right. You know, modern day, polished version of Sandman, right? So, or you know, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. like yeah. it's so much different than you know. You don't have literally a, you know, MJF can so much be a modern John Cena. I mean, it's so weird to say, but he can talk. He can diss people like John Cena. He wrestles yeah, way better. Right. He's got the look. Like he's just got everything, and we he's always had everything. But like leaning into it, and you know, it's kind of crazy to say, but I just think there's so much potential there that you don't have in Cole or Paige or Kenny Omega or uh, you know, Jericho as a babyface, right? It's just like there's not the bit there's that you have Jay White, you have CM Punk as heels, I think could do a lot of good work, even Ricky Starks. Um, 
that could be a tweener, but like as top, top baby faces for five, 10 years, like it's MJF and yeah, everything has to revolve around him being a baby face. If you're going to go that route. So Cole's just, well, and I also think like, think about this too. It's like mm-hmm. you, you cast MJF as a, as a baby face all of a sudden you have a lot of fresh matches that you can, that you can go to, you know, on, on, on your roster. You have a punk rematch, of course, you know, um, Adam Cole, you know, could, could turn, he could always, you know, be a heel. You could do that match. John Moxley, you could do that, that match. Kenny Omega could go heel. You could do that match. I mean, you have, you know, Ricky Starks is a heel. You could do that. I mean, there's so many fresh MJF matchups that you can, that you can do with him as, as a baby face, it, you know, it just, it kind of like flips the roster in, in, in some ways where, because MJF as, as a heel has worked with, I mean, damn near everybody, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's around to work with. Like Adam Cole is kind of like the last, the last guy. So it's, uh, you know, you get this whole new life out of him once he's cast a little bit differently. So there's, it opens up a multitude of, uh, yeah, possibilities. And as a face, yeah. he he could take on uh, Andrade El Idolo, El Idolo, and and Idolo. He could take on all three of them. So that'd be great. He felt. So did you see those the tweet that that he put up uh, after mm-hmm. that show? Rickabani, Rickabani, Rickabani. Even though yeah. he speaks, I'm pretty sure he speaks Spanish. So maybe that's like the actual correct pronunciation. I don't know, but I'm, I'm I don't know what was happening here. During- but I'm I'm fairly sure he speaks like fluent Spanish. Um, I think because I've interviewed him in the past, and I'm pretty sure he does. But I could be wrong. But well, it's just he, funny for those poor guys on Botchamania just are getting obliterated with the, the Andrade stuff. It's it's too much, stuff. too much, too much content, too much content. Yeah. All right, all right. If you want to keep uh, chatting with us live here about CM Punk, AW. Hit us up in the chat. Super chats are open. Any contribution you can make to the show would be much appreciated. We prioritize uh, all those comments and all those questions. Drop them in there. We'd love to, to, to take some notes throughout the show. To everybody who is out there consuming this after the fact, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Join us live every Tuesday night, 9 Eastern, 8 Central. Uh, we are live here uh, most of the time. And we're always just love the live audience, love talking with you guys, love the chat, just rolling and rolling and rolling. Um, so, uh, subscribe on YouTube, hit the little uh, notification button so that you, uh, know when we go live. Um, and don't forget if you missed the show, for some reason, we are up on all podcast feeds as of right now, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, you name it. Um, the SC scoops pro wrestling podcast is there. Uh, subscribe, leave a five-star review if you can. It really helps the show. It helps us with the uh, podcast algorithm um, and gets us where we need to be. We'd appreciate uh, the support. Thank you in advance. All right, Tyler SummerSlam. It is just days away here. You are about to make the trek to Detroit. Mm -hmm. Um, Dude, you know, before we get into like kind of some match analysis here on the card, like, are you pumped for the trip? I mean, like, how does your anticipation of this WWE event compare to others that you've been through? Because of all, all accounts, this is a hot company right now. Whether you're live mm-hmm. in the building, TV ratings are good, storylines are solid. You know, you watch the show Monday Night Live. You're not typically, you know, a live WWE watcher. So, I mean, you know, where are you going into this thing in terms of your anticipation and excitement level? Yeah, I'm very excited. 
I think, like you said, I'm usually a fast, uh, watch it on tape delay, fast forward, read a recap, etc. Kind of raw viewer. I think with SmackDown, the cadence is pretty good where you watch the opening 30 but minutes in the, closing 30, <laughs> in the closing 30 minutes, right? So, um, and then, you know, NXT, we're live with our show here. So, you know, you get caught up on that. But yeah, it's been good. This build's been really good, especially on the raw side. You know, SmackDown, a little less than and not really any reason besides like bloodline you know jay and roman is dominating so much of that but a lot of stuff going on raw to, to tell these stories i think it's been really really strong and not to say that raw is the better show three hours which is two is always gonna be an issue but yeah i think it's been a great build we'll talk about all these matches coming up i think there's what maybe one i don't have it in front of me one match that i that i'm not like super amped for but the rest like have good stories even the you know just being there live and just it's fun watching, you know, the battle roll even be fun. Cause you're going to get a lot of, you know, 50,000 people going. Yeah. When, uh, <laughs> yeah, know, right. when, the, when the man comes out. So in Detroit's a great town, uh, it's a great wrestling town, great sports town. And, uh, you know, I'm always curious how they do stadium shows, what sort of obnoxious, but in a good way set they'll have for, for the entrance. You know, if we say anything like the logo, it's going to be a fun, you know, be like a big engine looking thing yeah. so that'll be fun but um yeah excited to go excited to see if anyone is there and, and sees me feel free to say hi that'd be great to uh to communicate with you all the fans out there but yeah very good i'm going to gcw on friday as well so very excited to see that um probably will not be staying for the jeff hardy concert sorry jeff but what um that's afterwards <laughs> you know i like jeff hardy whoa 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 <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa! How could you not be staying for the Jeff Hardy concert? I mean, when well, I think are you it's a, be able I think it's a see a Jeff Hardy concert again. Well, I think it's a separate ticket, which is the main issue. Uh, not that okay. this is a GCW focused podcast, but he's appearing and then he's got a concert after because like a music venue is where that show is going to be. So, um, I so we'll see. I, I'll keep you abreast. Jeff Hardy doesn't wrestle on that show. I really don't. He's really uh, don't. he's booked to appear, so I'm sure he'll just like. You know the musical hit, and everyone will go in the crowd. But that'll be a that good also time, could so. mean he's going to fly off the top of a you know off the top of the roof onto burning thumbtacks with glass. Yeah, I mean it could be it could, and anything in between. It could mean all. Yeah, that. well, you know, in Michigan, you can't. Um, the commission does not allow hardcore ah. matches, so so we'll be good on that front. If we were in Illinois, then definitely would be happy. Okay. But um, so good. That's why your state's better than uh, than. Michigan, uh, mine or Ohio, or both have the same sort of commission laws. <laughs> anyway, very excited, very excited to see it live. I'm, you know, do the scrum, all that sort of stuff. So I'm excited to report back on some of the minutia there and how that goes and uh, all that stuff. And uh, be with everybody's favorite wrestling journalist cohort in the press box. So very excited. You're gonna have a blast, man. I mean, it's it's mm -hmm. you know Ford Field. I mean, that place is gonna be hot. I I, I mean. Mm -hmm. There's no real reason for it not to be like, I mean, they've got a great card here. Um, and it's, I think, you know, on par with the, the top, you know, the second biggest show of the year for them. And I think this is a card mm -hmm. that, that certainly lives up to that. Let's talk Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes first here, because this is a feud that started, you know, way back in April. I think at the time I didn't know that, if it would have had the juice to get from April three mat two matches to a final match at SummerSlam. I just, you know, that has not been WWE's forte. Like 
taking a feud and like like logically stretching it that throughout that long of a time that just they have too many shows too many like pay-per-views they have so much content that it's it's hard for a few to breathe like that much for that long but man like watching the go home angle this week you know the go home segment on on raw last night like this thing i think is exactly where you want it to be at this point in time i mean it's one-to-one you have cody who has himself like set brock lesnar up as this mountain that he's got to overcome and that he's got to climb and and get to the top of in order to you know move on to the next challenge like of of the the world title you've got brock who's there like combating those what chants last night i thought that was just hysterical mm-hmm. um and you got him out there just talking about how hey you know look i'm i'm a heavyweight wrestler in college i'm a world champion in the in the ufc i'm a world champion here wwe i'm gonna get paid and i'm gonna beat cody up like it was pro wrestling 101 like straight to the point no bells and whistles not meta but i think in the end you've got a feud that people care about you've got a baby face that people want to see win you've got a heel who is going to do business on saturday with cody and, and not only put him over but make him look like a million bucks like this is how you want big big matches to go. I I you know I'm very high on how this is all went, and you know as long as the booking holds up on Saturday, and by that I mean this has to be clean. Crossroads, crossroads, crossroads. Three of them maybe pin one, two, three, done. Like it has to be that clean for this to get like a final you know stamp of approval. But I don't see any indication at this point that it's not going to go that way. So. Thumbs up from me. Where, where are you at on this thing? Yeah, I think so too. I was just more curious of like the length of the match. And I guess, you know, we're kind of talking the feud before we talk about the finish, but um, it it's, it's interesting. Like I would love this to be structured like a Gunther, like the Gunther match almost. Right. But in reverse or like a mirror match where you, you know, cause like with Brock, you got to get some offense in and those matches are set up the opposite, right. Where you have, the heel dominating and in the middle, they get sneak attacked and they kind of get worked over when they should. Yeah, and then they yeah, come yeah. through and win pretty convincingly. So, you know, whatever the opposite of that would be, is kind of what I want to see here of Brock giving some offense, but it not being a seven minute match where, you know, Brock tries to tackle Cody and he goes through his Brock corner on the, on the, you know, the, the barrier yeah. that we all love It's a little different, I guess, in a stadium, but you know, I love that. I don't love that spot, but I love bringing it up. So I'm going to be um, thinking but, of you when that spot ha- when that yeah, happens yeah. on Saturday. I'm going to be like, ah, oh, Tyler's yeah. losing his it's, mind. Right it's now. that spot, and then Roosh with the choke job on the uh, with the neon green cable yeah. at the side are my two most oh. least anticipated. And then PCO when he does the the flip onto the apron, uh, but he's in yes. impact now. So that's classic. I hate that, that too. Yeah. I hate that. Too. Yeah. yeah. So those three are probably the most like okay, I got it. Spots wrestling anyway. Um, but yeah, I think Cody certainly has to win. That's the story here. You're building Cody Roman, not to spoil what I think is going to happen in the main event, but you're, 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 <laughs> this is one, this is the classic hero's journey within WWE and within wrestling that we see so rarely of guys taking on mini bosses before the final conquest. And it's what you talked about with MJF earlier. Like if he loses to punk and they're, you know, punks, the heel MJF's the baby face, then MJF has to go on that reset journey take on a powerhouse Hobbs, take on a heel word low, get that kind of rematch back, get that win back. 
build up the repertoire and then get in and take on CM Punk nine months later, whatever it is, right? That's the story you're telling with Cody. You just wait a year to get there. And now you have two belts, so you don't need to have him win the Rumble, et cetera, to make it so obvious. So this is just another path on that journey for him. And I hope it goes 12 minutes. I hope it's the opener. I think it'd be a great opener um, on this show to get everyone fired up, get like as much intensity as possible, get that big fight feel, I think could be yeah. well um, achieved here. So yeah, I'm very bullish on this and Cody winning makes sense. And I like the angle too. It was not the exact Brock angle on Monday, but like, even if they just did that video package, I'd be like, I'm good. But yeah, you know, beat down yes. by, by Brock was so vicious and him putting the hat back on and then hitting him for another time. I thought was like, it seemed personal, but it wasn't. So um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm big on this, Well, I'm big on like six or seven matches on this card. So um, Brock, I think they've done a really good job building. The, the, yeah. Yeah. They have And And Brock, like I thought Monday night or yesterday night, like really, it really showcased like just how good Brock can be mm-hmm. when he, when he wants to, I mean, like Brock, he's an underrated talker, you know, mm-hmm. and I remember like, you know, working with Wade and Wade would always remind the audience that, hey, like Brock's a good, he's a good talker when he needs to be. And man, like I thought his promo last night was like all business. And I thought like mm-hmm. he, you know, he handled the what chance exactly like you should. Like he tried to like play with the crowd, get him off cadence, get him off track, you know tried to like fake cue him in with like some hand motions and stuff, mm-hmm. but then got down to business, man. And like, he built himself up as this monster and now Cody is going to slay him. I, I, I just thought Brock, you know, that guy, like you can say a lot about him, you know, and he doesn't, you know, he's, you know, I'm sure he's just a bear to work with like behind the scenes, but, but when he needs to do business like he he does and he does it well and i think that you're gonna see the fruits of that labor you know come uh come saturday night um speaking of video packages let's talk ronda rousey versus mm-hmm. Shayna baszler another raw match and another match that before last night i was like ooh, mm, i'm not so sure about this one like you have rousey who is kind of written as the baby face uh but getting a just a dominant heel reaction all the sympathies on Shayna Baszler going into it, especially the promo two weeks ago. But man, like, I I think that the alignment is still kind of the same. Like, I think those vignettes on Monday night, like, really kind of made you feel sympathetic for for Shayna. But they were so well mm-hmm. done, and they were so, you know, serious and dramatic, and told the personal story so effectively. And, and I thought capture Rhonda really effectively, like her just kind of leaning back in the chair and just talking like that's, that's how that's, that's her in her element. And those two videos added just significantly more intrigue than I think any mm-hmm. sort of in seg, in-ring segment would have for me. I don't think this is going to be the match of the night. I, it's probably, you're probably looking at, you know, second or third, you know, match out there and kind of like that dead zone. But you know, they, I think they, they pulled out all the stops to like get this thing ready. And what they mm-hmm. did Monday night pulled it into the, okay, I'm interested zone when it really had no business being there before, before yesterday. Where are you at? Well, yeah, I liked it a lot too. And I, I was in the same zone. I was more apathetic than anything on this match. Mm-hmm. You know, the story's been told, but I particularly cared for either of them for a long time on the main roster. 
Um, right. You know, Ronda passed really the mixed tag match and then Shayna on the main roster have both been have it had issues but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good and you know if if anyone did know it was, it was paul Heyman and um oh my jeremy borash did the yep. did i say his last name yeah that they uh yeah were very key on that video package last night as has been reported so um more of that please i know you know obviously Heyman and, and ronda are tight they so having yeah. yeah having someone tight with her i think is the right move at all times and obviously shane is the same way so her comfortable with somebody is the way to use her. And uh, so, you know, that was really good, really effective. I think that is much more effective to have them not all over TV and have things like this. You know, also the match itself, you know, it's it's was the last MMA style match we saw. Was that Wardlow and, and Jay Kager? Was that the last time we saw that? Yeah, did, did, yeah. and that uh, was actually did, pretty well done. Yeah, I was surprised how well that was done. So... We'll see how it goes. I mean, they both have that in the background. And, you know, you would think Rhonda would win that easily. But, you know, she was. Anyway, but we'll see how it goes. I'm curious how the structure is. Like, is it timed or is it just like, hey, it's a straight match? I hope it's more of a straight match than like rounds and stuff. That's like, I like that. We have to do a lot of work to set that up as a type of match before you get to a pay-per-view. So, like. Uh, just slightly dubious. I hope there's no like little cage thing. It was just in a ring and they can like both have gloves on and just like punch on their head. And then somebody hits a, you know, a submission and it's over like that would be great. And um, anyway, so yeah, I'm like, this is a good use of just like we talked with Brock. It's a good use of Brock at this point, how you've used him to build up guys like Cody. You don't want him doing this for, you know, riddle or something. And you don't want Ronda to just be losing to Liv Morgan and then getting the win back and kind of being in this weird middle ground and not being very important. Like if you can build Shayna after this Ronda experiment has finished, that's at least a positive in the whole run of Ronda. So obviously Triple H has an eye for that and in a long-term style for that. And I think we're seeing that here. So that's who I would go with here, unless we're telling a longer term story, which I think is very possible as well. Like you said with Cody, and Brock, I think this could be a little bit of a length and maybe finish at WrestleMania between these two, you know, with some stops and starts with other people. But I'm interested to see where this goes and if they, if they can really build Shayna into something more. Because, I mean, I'm past this contract. I'm kind of out on Ronda. I would be if I was WWE as well. So Definitely. Yeah, you definitely yeah. got to be out on Ronda here. I, I So so was that a definitive Shayna's going over or, or no? That's more if I was... I guess, well, Vince, is is he going to be there after, like, having back surgery, like, three days <laughs> probably. ago? Probably. It's probably, Vince. yeah. That probably come say hi to everybody. Um, but <laughs> yeah, right. probably not. I don't think you'd do that healthy. But um, <laughs> nobody uh, can see Vince uh, until he's fully healthy. Yeah, that's for sure. As long as you kept the mustache, I think that's all that matters. But, um, you know, if I'm Triple H, if I'm Vince, then I d- certainly have Shayna. But I think there could be some tomfoolery here where – Ronda gets a win some way, shape, or form because, you know, if you want to define her as an MMA specialist and Shane is more of a left MMA and became a pro wrestler babyface, she's one of us as opposed to one of them. I think that's a story you can tell. Um, and that just tells me it's going to be a longer-term story. So it really just determines what they want to do beyond this point. If you want to end it here, Shayna, if you want to continue, then I think Ronda can get a win here, get booed, all that sort of stuff. So The... 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think Shayna absolutely has to go so go over. Sean, thanks for your contributions to the chat. Appreciate you, man. The, I mean, the Ronda Rousey business right now is ice cold. Like, I mean, this feud has been it's been good now, but man, I mean. This this was her, supposed to be her as a babyface coming out of uh, the last pay per view, and <laughs> she's anything but. I I think she's her ring work has really dropped off. I think her notoriety has really dropped off. The break did not do her any any favors, and you know it's. I don't know what value she has with the division anymore, except this match. I mean, she's worked with everybody. You could do a Bianca Belair, you know, and Rhea Ripley. She could work with Rhea Ripley. Of course, you could go down that route, but I don't know that. I don't know that. Like, you could probably get Shayna Baszler just as hot as Ronda Rousey is right now, you know, and not have to mm-hmm. pay, you know, seven figures in all likelihood to, to do it. So, yeah, I'm putting Shayna Baszler over strong here. I think Baszler's going to win, and you know, you know, you know, then you set up Shayna hopefully to be you know, a challenger of some kind to, to the, to the world title. So I, uh, I think this is good. I think your, your, your comments about the match style is interesting. I, in theory, like, I think the idea of an MMA rules match is, is, is fine, but mm-hmm. like, I, I just, it's so hard to pull off, you know, it's so hard to pull off well. And, I just don't know what's wrong with just having a wrestling match at this point in time. It's a wrestling show. Like, mm-hmm. or like do something like the fight pit match or something like that. But like mm-hmm. an MMA rules, like it's like what I don't know how you differentiate that well enough on a week's yeah. notice here. Because so, what 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 can you do in an MMA match that you can't do in a wrestling match? That you can't do in a wrestling match. It, right, exactly. Yeah. Like it it not much. Um and so I just am a little concerned as to how that goes. Like, I think just a straight up match would have been just more, you know, just more, more effective. Now I'm open to it. It's intriguing to see like how it could go. And it's got a little bit of a train wreck intrigue in terms of like, ah, I don't, not sure I want to look away on this, but yeah, I think you can get a lot of heat with a Ronda win in that live crowd. But I just looked up the odds while you were yeah. talking. So there's your free. Yeah, what is it? Because uh, it's, uh, Shayna was minus eight hundred, and and uh, Ronda was like plus six fifty. So uh, Shayna's a huge favorite. So. To me, that that I mean, I, I think like there's some been some reporting that Ronda's taking a break after this, or he's either out of yeah. What's her contract? Because like, do we know what it's through? I don't know. I don't. I, don't, I thought because I, I thought last WrestleMania, you know, we're talking this time last year. I thought WrestleMania was kind of in LA was kind yeah. of her last thing. So yeah. You're right. You're right. I think. Oh, I think. So, it, I think it was. So I'm not sure. You know what changed, but I mean, I think uh, this is like. I I would be surprised if Ronda wins, but hey, weird yeah, things I will happen t- based on the odds. And someone's going to eat. A and lot Vince is, uh, you know, doped up now too with pain meds, and you know, who yeah. knows what he's going to, who knows what he's going to call while they're in the yeah. ring. Maybe he'll 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 follow up on a Ronda documentary from like. 2015 and be like, oh my god, Look she's awesome! <laughs> yeah, Look at that arm bar. Oh my god, that's the best. <laughs> All right, Gunther, Drew McIntyre, Intercontinental Championship. The I, I can't wait for this match. You know, I think the the build has been kind of A to B, 
but I want to see this match mm-hmm. in the ring. I want to see this mm-hmm. one, you know, these two guys just go at it. I think this is going to be your, your wrestling match, not from a holds perspective, mm-hmm. but just from a, you know, these guys like are going to all Japan nineties, this thing and yeah. beat the tar out of each other for, for, for 12 minutes. I'm looking forward to this. I don't see Gunther losing, but I'm looking forward to the match. Yeah. It's a big meat, meat mountain, big. meat man mountain. Meat mountain. Match. Yeah. So <laughs> I would agree with you on the Gunther thing. It is, you know, speaking of which, maybe CM Punk was talking about Drew McIntyre. He saw the future. Maybe he's talking about Drew not making his town on Monday. I don't think that was actually him missing a town. But it was interesting not to see him on there. And the kind of the story is, you know, his guys are maybe not living up to his billing. And then he goes out there and almost loses because he's too arrogant. So I kind of like that style. You know, we'll talk about another match where I really like the go-home booking in the ring, but I like that as like a, a twist on his character shows his arrogance and shows where he's vulnerable that he can, you know, Gable can almost pin him. And a guy like Drew, you think is like, you know, 10 times the wrestler Gable is from a WWE presentation standpoint. So I like the way it's, it's framed makes you believe without, you know, him, him and Drew getting at it and having every single thing be like, you know, that, that leaves space for Lesnar and Cody to have their sort of interaction as opposed to, because that would be the same sort of story you'd be telling is McIntyre standing tall. Okay. He's probably going to lose, et cetera. Right. So, right. Um, so I, I like that a lot, but yeah, I think Guthrie's going to win as well. He's so close to the record. I mean, what is he like a month away or something? A month. Yeah. The only, the yeah. only reason why I think Gunther might lose is, and I, I don't think he's going to lose. I picked mm-hmm. him to win. I'm, I'm pretty confident in that. However, you know, Seth Rollins needs opponents, you know, as a world mm-hmm. title challenger, you know, and, you know, Gunther versus Seth, like a two month program there for the world title. Like I'm on, I'd be on board for that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, you know, at some point he's going to like leave intercontinental zone and go to, you know, the world title picture. I think he's, you know, his work has been strong enough to, to pull that off, but you know, 30 days out from the record. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't see it. Yeah. I don't see it. And if it was like, you know, literally anybody but honky tonk man you might be like well you know whatever i guess it's not but like you know i think collectively everyone that's making decisions is probably like yeah guy so let's uh let's have (laughs) gunther get that title so who's this crazy kook on the indie scene still saying that he's a long rating yeah right who they beat um whose record did they beat when they finally had that um was it demolition Yes, because they were they had sued WWE for you know back payment on the network stuff, right? So that was like a little ridiculous streak in the company. Thinks yes, to, I think it was Demolition. Somebody is on. If you're in the chat, help us out here. I think it was. Yeah. I think they broke Demolition's streak. Yeah, so same same sort of thing of like people from the past who are not on good terms with the company. So if you can kind of screw them over in your own special way, I think that <laughs> that you cannot understate how important that is to people who live and breathe this sort of stuff. So. Vince doesn't screw people over with booking. That never no. happens. Yeah. That never happens. Yeah. Honky screwed honk. Honky tonk. Screwed honk. <laughs> honky Sorry, screwed I don't want to. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to. I'm a white man, so I guess I can say that, but uh, let's not go crazy here. So. Yes, yes. All right, <laughs> let's keep it rolling here. Logan Paul and Ricochet. All right? We got 
Ricochet has found another level with this. He has found like another level of his character. I'll throw to you first on mm-hmm. this one. What uh, what's your prediction? What do you think of the build, and how do you how do you think this thing has gone so far? Yeah, well, maybe you knew what I was referencing, but this is the other feud I was referencing on the the you know last week. It's um, Ricochet dropping Logan Paul, and you're like, okay, you know, here's the WWE way we're gonna do this. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, the other way. Uh, yeah, Ricochet dropping Logan Paul. And then this week we see Logan Paul dropping Ricochet. And you're like, oh, okay, well, they both dropped each other. And, and you know, we're kind of inverting that. And now we don't know, right, as as fans. And I think, as you said, Ricochet is getting a lot out of his character and even, you know, bringing up his fiance, who's the ring announcer. I thought it was a good move by, by Logan good Paul. Good move, yeah. And, that was, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, to not, you know, be like if someone brought up, if Bray was around, Charlie was that her name? Is her name the you know the, whoever was? Isn't that her name? Jo- anyway, jo- anyway, JoJo. Yes, thank you. Yes, Charlie's jo- the jo- anti vaxxer That that's why she's on my mind. Is, is the correct? Thing. Anyway, all the anti vaxxers uh, are on you. Besides, yeah, sorry. Beside the point, as as it usually goes here. But yeah, so I like that a lot of the story between both those of like having an edge on each other, and it's not signaling, hey, who's going to win. It's gotten a lot of Logan Paul as a as a heel, you know, him having bad instincts and then converting that into good instincts at the end of like he wants to have a viral match, but now he wants, but in really he just wants to make him look bad in front of his fiance, which is like a real scummy thing to say. Him saying he doesn't talk to, I'm sorry if anyone listening or watching is a is a huge Logan Paul fan, but him saying like I don't come out here and perform for idiots, right? I'm not saying everyone that watches the stuff is an idiot, but you know. He has a certain type of demo, I would say, of, of his shirt sure. base. So I thought that was funny. Um, and uh, all the <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I thought it's been done really well. It's like the most you can get out of Ricochet. Like it's definitely leveled him up. It's leveled up Logan Paul. I think Logan Paul wins, and he's a much needed win for kind of his his pseudo. He's in such a weird position in the company that's always felt right, if that makes any sense. Like he feels perfect for WWE, but he's like also in the celebrity worker ring, which is like, you know, Bad Bunny who's going to work maybe once every two years, right, for you. So that's a different thing than like a Logan Paul of these or a Pat McAfee now definitely not going to work for you probably again just because he's got so many things going on. So that permanent celebrity worker, I think, is going to be a permanent thing even after Logan Paul that you can kind of book for the company. I don't know who that would be. But I think that's always going to be something they're interested in having. And he's going to be kind of the template when we're talking in five years from someone you and I don't have. We have no idea who they are. They're someone that's going to be popular on YouTube or whatever is after that. And they're wrestling in WWE. We're like, oh, yeah, that's like they're in the Logan Paul position and they're super athletic. And this is a good way to convert them from babyface to heel and all that sort of stuff. Like he's making a template for a archetype in the new WWE, which I think is super interesting. But I certainly think Logan Paul is going to win here. And get a much needed win in and you know we'll see him at survivor series or something you know we'll 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 not see him for a minute i would think after this i completely agree i don't know how much i can even really add to that i mean logan paul is going to win this match and i think you know it's done what it's needed to do for 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 paul for sure you know solidifying himself as a as a heel i mean it, the fact that he was ever on the roster as a baby face is just just mind-numbing when you see him out there working as a heel of I mean, it's he spent his whole damn career in quotes you know like being a heel 
wrestler on YouTube and on TikTok mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Like that's like how he missed the like our tone deaf in that. I'll never fully understand, but yeah. they got it right now. He's been he's been fantastic. I think he's just been absolutely fantastic. He looks comfortable mm-hmm. out there, um, and he's elevated Ricochet. We've seen Ricochet with these promos that he's pulling out. That you're, I mean, for me, I'm saying to myself like, where the heck has that been? And and, and yeah, mm-hmm. you haven't had the chance to really like cut it loose on the mic, but you haven't really deserved an opportunity to cut it loose on the mic either based on like the small sample size that there is of his mic work so this has painted paul where he needs to be as a heel he's going to get credibility back in the ring with the win ricochet gets elevated i think people look at him differently now he's going to have put on i'm sure a heck of a show you know with with logan paul and and then he's going to do the job and that's that's exactly how that's exactly how this is going to go and how it should go I think if I was betting on pro wrestling, which I'm not, but if I was, I'm f- so I'm confident that that Paul gets the win here. Like I don't I don't I don't see an avenue to a ricochet win, and I don't think he should get the win. Yeah, and people can let like let's know in the comments, especially post if you're not watching live. You know, do you want us to like spoil things with odds? Because I think that's the second most lopsided of all the odds um, of all the matches. Yeah. Um, so I think you are. Correct. No, it's actually not too bad. Actually, it's kind of. Yeah. I won't spoil it here because I, I don't want to okay. like do that with every match if someone's watching. But it's not as slam dunk as you would think, as you and I both think it is. Um, but maybe okay. that's someone who maybe doesn't watch the product as much and is thinking like, okay, maybe they're not going to give the celebrity a big win here against somebody. So we'll he's see. What? He's yeah, lost I, what two match, three matches in a row, two matches in a row. Seth Roman, yeah. money in the yeah, bank. Seth Roman. Yeah, money in the bank. I mean, even though I, we were off the air for a couple of weeks, I think when that happened, right? But um, have, we, have we have we talked about that on the air? I, I know this is no, like not super so. compelling for some people, but like, shoot, I still think he was going to win. And he got a concussion. <laughs> this oh, is like, I see. And they're and they're ad libbing like all this sort of stuff, right? I mean, he was out, and that was like interesting. Shit, I thought. Um, so we'll see where that goes, and that he could be the guy who wins here. You're talking about Guther. I mean, I know he beat Seth already, but he seems like a guy that would have cashed in. Maybe he, you know, we'll get to that. But I think there's things with, yeah. you know, with Logan and Seth potentially long term that we could get to. But we'll see what happens. And with, with Damian Priest. Let's get there. to it. Let's talk yeah. Seth. Seth versus Finn. One-on-one rematch uh, for the world title. It, it's a, uh, I don't know, like it's, it's. I think this has been a compelling World title feud. It feels like second world title. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. you know, I think it feels exactly like that. Um, but I like what they, I like the work that they've done on a day to day, week to week basis to get this thing, you know, where it needs to be, so that it can be on a SummerSlam card. Like I think they, mm-hmm. Finn Balor in particular, I think has really kind of stepped up his game here. Um, so much so that like, if you try to convince me right now that. Finn Balor is going to win this match. I'd be like, I probably would disagree, but I mean, I think you could make an argument for that. Uh, that's outside of any sort of deal with the with the Money in the Bank briefcase. So, mm-hmm. I've I've liked what they've what they've done with this, and you know, I don't know it, it, it. It's not. Um, I don't think it's a main event thing for the for the show. Of course, you've got two matches that I think are more important than it 
in the uh, mm-hmm. Universal Title match, Lesnar and Lesnar and Cody. But you know, it's knocking on the door to that, and I think it's you know it's your secondary title, so it's kind of exactly where it should be. So I don't, I don't, you know, I don't give this thing any like marks that are down. I think it's just anchoring the spot that it should on the show, and um, I think Seth wins. Start with that yeah. prediction and then go into any other money in the bank potential after that. If, if you think, that yeah, I mean, yeah, there's that's, I mean, you kind of have to pair that in. I mean, if it was just Seth and, and Finn, I, I certainly think Seth is the winner there. I actually didn't pull up odds for that. So I'm going to leave it and I'll look it up, but um, okay. You know, just from the build standpoint, I've been much more interested in judgment day than Seth Rollins, yeah. just as yeah, a unit of characters versus a character. Um, so that frames that there. And, you know, it's hard to talk about the smash at all without the Damian Priest aspect of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many potentials you can go here. Like, it's, a, you know, they both beat each other up. Seth barely wins. Priest comes in. Feels like that's got almost be inevitable that we're at least, you would at least have a very near cash and opportunity here. Um, yeah. Or you have hard fought battle. Priest screws over Seth and. Finn wins and the Damien goes in there and immediately screws over Finn and pins him. So you have Finn have like two title reigns that last literally like 21 hours total between the two, you know, like from the, was that a SummerSlam? Uh, the first yeah. universal title. So, you know, then he'd yep. give it up the next day on Monday. So, you know, 22 hours or so. And then this would be like, you know, less than a minute. Um, that would be kind of funny. I don't think they would do that on purpose, but it'd at least be some sort of, Funny legacy. You never know. Yeah. But like that is the more intriguing thing of like, you know, even they had when the show ended, like Priest and Finn kind of not being at odds, but being that sort of like the the even better version of MJF and Cole at this moment, right? Like they certainly don't trust each other and Priest holds all the cards. So like, does he want to execute that and win no matter what? And he's like, hey, if I help Finn win, he's going to totally think I'm on his side and then I'll screw him over. Like that's super interesting to me as opposed to Seth getting the win priest coming in and maybe cashing in, but being run off, you know, then you can say something cool for a later date. So those kind of the two options in my mind, but like Finn walking out clean with that world title seems not possible whatsoever. And, you know, I would lean towards Seth winning and that, that, Priest getting run off in some way, shape, or form, uh, being there, but you know, that's fine. But it's SummerSlam, right? You need big moments, and you typically have a big title change somewhere. And it seems still a little early for Seth on this initial run, but you know, Priest always feels has always felt like a transitional champion anyway. So maybe just gives Seth an opportunity to chase, get it back in October or something. And then have that all the way to WrestleMania could be an interesting kind of old school WWE. And by old school, I mean, you know, the aughts or the teens kind of title yes. run to give Seth multiple because I don't know how many he has right now. Roman's got six. Seth probably this is his fourth or fifth title fourth run. Fourth or fifth. Fourth or fifth. And so, you know, like, yeah. Roman's if you're Triple H, the, you. yeah. But if you're Triple H, right, you want to give. You want to give him that sort of Triple H Randy Orton true, style true. where you kind of give him a lot of runs that are not super long, but hey, he's a 10-time champion by the time he retires. I think Triple H is that guy who wants to throw those kind of bones, and that's a way to yeah. commit Seth for the story, make it interesting, all that sort of stuff. That being said, I think Seth wins and Damian Priest gets run off when he tries to catch in. So, but I think there's a lot of interesting things you could do with this match 
um, then I'm compelled to see what happens. Yeah, yeah, me too. All right, and what is the what I think is the worst build match on the card? We've got Charlotte Flair versus Asuka versus Bianca Belair. Triple threats. Um, this thing's been kind of all over the place, man. I mean, you've got mm-hmm. Asuka as the champion, but it's really like Belair and Charlotte who are feuding. It's been okay. It's been okay, but I think it's the worst build match on the show. I don't know. I mean, in terms of like analysis, it's just been kind of like we've been peppered with like these segments of like dissension between Charlotte and Asuka and then dissension between Asuka and Belair and Belair and Charlotte. Like, and that's been pretty much it. Like that's kind of the makeup of the entire feud in my eyes. So it's fine. (sighs) Picking a winner is tough because it's just, you know, it doesn't seem like it's necessarily time for Bianca Belair to get her title back at the same time if she's going to go on this like kind of hero's journey that you're talking about then Charlotte needs to take the belt again. And I don't know that that's very compelling either. So I'll pick Charlotte just because I think the match that they're working towards here is a singles match between Belair and Charlotte. Mm-hmm. But man, I, you know, a lot of people are going to roll their eyes at that. If, if that's how things shake out Saturday night. And, but that's, I mean, that's the most, logical pick that I can make at this point. So I'll take Charlotte. Yeah. And uh, do you want wrestling odds or do you want odds on this or do you want me to? Uh, no odds. No analysis? odds. Not for me. Okay, not for me. Cool. I'm not an odds guy. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think your analysis is correct in that. And I think there's also like that sort of like, Ugh, I'll just hold our nose and do the Charlotte thing to get to the match we want to get to. Um, you could also do that by just having Oscar win and having them have a singles match not for the title. And then you can come back to it at a later date when it's for the title, right? Like, does it really matter if it's for the title or not? I mean, not really. I mean, it does, but you know, but then what do you do with Oscar after that? Like, you know, are you going to get Maxine all the way built up to like lose to her at a pay-per-view? Like maybe, but maybe, um, (laughs) like she's getting a story obviously. So, you know, you could have kind of two stories going on simultaneously and, you know, you don't want the world title to be overshadowed, overshadowed, but whoever wins that feud can then take it off Asuka and then you can kind of redo that at a later date or whatever. But yeah, it's kind of booked into a corner. I'm also going to pick Charlotte just from the ease of booking decision to like get there at a big show and have, you know, Bianca beat her for it, you know, having beat Becky and uh and bailey and and then charlotte and key you know not bailey for the title but you can do that as well and i think that's an interesting story to tell with you know obviously can't do it with um mercedes monet but uh you know taking three of the four horsewomen and beating them i think is an important thing for her in her run so doing that as a singles match and building to that is more important than this and this is the least important match on the card from time it's gotten and the build and all that so i don't that's why like oscar winning is the most underwhelming thing of this, but it seems very possible because they could do a lot of that without having the title on the line and tell an AMD story. And hey, one's got the title, so it might not be as compelling, but hey, it's the title, and this is actually the compelling one. So, you know, we know they do that a lot. Well said as usual. All right, we'll wrap up here. Main event. Well, we didn't talk about the the uh, the, the SummerSlam Rumble. I'll, uh, yeah. I'm just going to say, yeah, on that one. I think that's all the analysis that it really needs. It's going to be a, yeah. a heck of a environment when that match goes on, but I think we know mm-hmm. the two. 
who's going to take that? Yeah, and the match sure. like exists well, for him, and hopefully he's getting some yeah. of that Slim Jim money. For sure. Uh, maybe he'll do a Macho Man elbow off the top. Yeah, and, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, well, that would yeah. Only, that'd be fitting. That'd be and fitting. maybe he'll come out and do, oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it should be fun. And, and all the, you know, forearms in the corner are going to be, you know, big yeah moments and, that's good. Yes. So is that that's on the show proper? Is there? There's not like a pre-show, is there? Or is I don't. I think that's on the show proper. Yeah, I, okay. I don't. They haven't been doing matches on the pre-shows, so yeah. So that's good. But yeah, excited. But yeah, for him, and I don't even know who else is in it, so it'd be weird if anyone else won. But. Yes, it would. Yes. Um. Okay. Main event time. You know, we got Roman Reigns. We got Jey Uso. They are colliding. It's tribal combat. The universal title is on the line. Roman Reigns as the tribal chief at head of the tables on the line. Man, this is a huge main event. Um, I think that they've done a wonderful job booking this thing. I think it's been really compelling. It's felt personal. I think Jay has, um, you know, is a, is a hot baby face and he's cut some really good baby face promos. Um, and so this is, this is a big match. I mean, it feels like, you know, a main event of the second biggest show of the year. I think they've got it to that, to that mm-hmm. place. Um, and I'm expecting it to be a really good match from an in-ring perspective, but I'm throwing cold water on the Jey Uso thing. You know, as, as, as fun as it would be to see him win, you know, it just, I, I, I don't think that that's where they're going with this. Um, you know, I've always said, and I and I maintain that there have been fun moments throughout Roman Reigns' run where you're like, ah, oh, man, it'd be really cool to see Riddle beat Reigns on SmackDown and win the title, or it'd be really cool to see Kevin Owens, you know, beat Roman Reigns finally and have his championship moment. Sami Zayn, man, that would be awesome to see him have that moment. Even Cody at WrestleMania, oh, how cool would that be? And every time, like, it doesn't go that way. And, you know, I, I don't think Paul Levesque, Triple H, or even Vince McMahon at this point um, wants to use beating Roman Reigns in this capacity for the title as like a, just for a moment, you know, I, I still think that there's, you know, a business decision behind this and it has to go to somebody who you're going to put like, the, the company on for at least a little while and for as great as Jey Uso has been, you know, and, and for as great as Kevin Owens was and for as great as Sami Zayn was, you know, I just don't think that that's, that's the move. And so with that said, you know, to me, this is Reigns beating Jey Uso um, and, and continuing the reign and, and, not, and then you tell that story, you know, moving forward. And, uh, but would it be fun? Absolutely. Would you guys have like a pro wrestling memory that would stick with you forever walking out of that show on Saturday? A hundred percent. But I don't, I don't think that's where this goes. I think Roman Reigns takes this. If you had to put a percentage chance, you know, zero to a hundred that Jimmy or Jimmy, that Jay Uso wins. I apologize. Um, where, what right now, what would it be? That he wins. Yeah. Wins. I'd say like 15%. Okay. That's pretty high. I'm at like 2%. 
Uh, that okay. Oh wow. Okay. And wow. And then but, well, okay. Know, Here I am, that. like talking this big game, and you're <laughs> yeah. I got like I, I got like a truckload of cold water for this, but um, <laughs> but I was just curious before I framed it. I wanted to see where you were. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, I just you know, I think we're going to be sent. Yeah, you know, we're going to be sitting there. Like, walk, yeah, we're going to be sitting there, and you know, it's going to be like near fall of Roman. Jimmy comes out and does something, and you're gonna be like, "Oh man, this is like a this is like a forty percent chance that Jay's gonna win this match, right?" Yeah. That's why this has been so good. The Cody stuff, right. the Sammy stuff. Jay's now just the next in line here, and that Roman win, the music hits. You know, it's already a meme on the internet of like, you know, it's it's inevitable the Thanos thing, all that sort of stuff, right? But the music yeah. hits, you're like, "Oh God, he did it again! Can't keep again. getting away with this." Like that's so powerful, and like you said too, the main thing from a business standpoint. I love Jay. You love Jay. It makes sense for him to beat Roman, but like he will beat Roman when Roman's not champion and become the tribal chief of the bloodline. That's like going to happen for sure. That's the post Roman as champion story to tell. And it's more valuable for him to win the family for Roman to lose the family after he's lost the belt. Right. Then he loses everything. Everything, He's already lost the belt. Then he loses his family in the process. Right. Uh, You can, like, there's a story to tell there, obviously, where he beats Roman. But, like, that's obviously not the story they're going for. And it's a well-told story here and where it's going. You know, what do they do now from now to WrestleMania? I'm a little curious. You know there's going to be sh- some shenanigans, right? You think that Jimmy and Solo, you know, cancel each other out. What does Solo do? Does Jimmy maybe turn on Jay? And that compels this to go a little bit longer. Like, that's really the story of this match. And I think that that's been fantastic every step of the way. It's going to be fantastic. It's how does Roman cheat Jay that Jay wasn't expecting? Or does he use some weakness that Jay has for his family? And maybe, like, you know, does Roman, Roman and Solo have Jimmy in some position that he can't get out of and Jay's got to throw in the towel and quit? Like, that'd be a crazy heel way for him to win. It's like, hey, you, but you, Lay down right now and take this pin or else Solo's going to end Jimmy, period. Whatever, right? That's something I would like to think, think is crazy and awesome for a heel to do. So I think there's a lot of compelling storylines that come out of that. And Jay and Jimmy being, you know, on the losing end now to then get the win in the end. And, you know, team up with, you know, and not that like you don't need the Avengers assembling. You don't need Jay and Sammy to help Cody win at WrestleMania. But like, right it's going to be pretty awesome when that happens. And like Roman gets all his comeuppance right there in that match and gets pinned one, two, three. Like it's yep. going to be an all time WWE moment, whether we like think it's cheesy or not, like all of them banding together and defeating Roman together is going to be pretty awesome. And I think this is just another step in that direction. I did too. I did too. I'm looking forward to the match. I think it's going to be the match of the night. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the story continues to deserve, you know, the praise that it's been getting. And, uh, but yeah, I just, um, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it, but we'll, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. All right. You guys will wrap it up there. Um, a blast as usual. Thanks to everybody who tuned in live. Very much appreciated that to everybody who's downloaded the podcast, uh, after the fact or have watched us on YouTube. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Subscribe to the SC scoops YouTube channel, right? Now, there's all sorts of great content that comes up. The Top Rope Nation podcast airs here every Thursday. Uh, we've got there's a Samoa Joe interview that's up there right now, all throughout the week. Um, great pieces of video content for, for you guys. Um, you can catch this in podcast form, um, right away 
uh, wherever your podcasts uh, are found, wherever you want to go for them, we are there. Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon, Samsung, whatever. We are there. Um, subscribe. Leave us uh, a review. Uh, we really would. It helps the show. It helps the show a ton um, if you were to do that. So we certainly uh, thank you in advance um, for all uh, for all the help there. Tyler is going to be in Detroit um, and he will have all sorts of fun coverage um, throughout throughout the week. A multitude of different channels. So check him out um, on that. We will have you covered at scoops.com as well preview columns. There's an awesome column up right now on the history of uh, pro wrestling and WWE in Detroit, which is where obviously the event is taking place. Really cool piece um, that uh, one of the columnists did. Uh, So check that out, Uh, but just keep it locked for news, for updates, for analysis all weekend long um, from Detroit um, on sescoops.com. Tyler, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. We'll talk to y'all soon. See ya.